All right, back in business, in person, spreading yeah. COVID. <laughs> may or may not have COVID. You might have COVID in a week. Who knows? Happy to share the disease with you. <laughs> well, you know, we're all, if if everyone's vaccinated, it's just a cold for most. It's I don't a hoax. have COVID for the record. For I've the record, tested negative it's multiple a hoax times, and nobody has COVID. <laughs> yeah, so. it doesn't exist, as confirmed by my four negative tests. Even though <laughs> I have all the symptoms of COVID. If I wasn't a celebrity, would you be so nice to me? If I didn't have cheese like every day, would you still wanna be with me? If I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things, would you be so into me? Welcome to my podcast. Jessica interviews Matt about celebrities he's encountered. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and it's really great to see you in the flesh. For those of you who didn't catch on, we are actually in the same room. (laughs) Which is great. With stunning views. Yeah. um, Apparently, (laughs) this podcast has taken off way more than I thought it has because Matt lives in like a penthouse apartment in San Francisco now with a 360 degree view basically of all the coolest things it's all that foster care money baby (laughs) i i see okay (laughs) it makes sense now (laughs) we have a specific celebrity this time and that Mm -hmm. celebrity is sinbad please welcome my favorite comedian in this country right now sinbad sinbad When you're gaining, you suddenly look in the mirror and you don't know how that happened. It you? just it just hits. You don't if you can see that first pound, you can fight it. That's but right. But they wait. There's like five of them in your butt. They go <laughs> now, boom, they just boom. It's been on the list that I've and I've looked at it a lot and it's been intriguing for a while. And um, I took the liberty this time, as any good podcast host, to do some research. My so. girlfriend was just saying she thinks it's the best when you don't do any research and you have no idea who the person is. (laughs) I'm really sorry, Hef. I've let you down. (laughs) But, uh... But I think it's gonna... I I really think it's gonna pay off. I feel good about the conversation start. I actually have, like, a specific question that I wanted to start. Because I don't know anything about your encounter with Sinbad. But, like... Excuse me. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you... If Sinbad was in the room right now... What would be the question that you would ask him? I would say, do you remember me from the 1994 NBA jam session in Minneapolis when my dad asked you to sign my NBA all-star stay in school jam hat and you said no? Oh. Do you remember that, Sinbad? Oh, no. That's terrible. Uh, To which he would probably say no. You don't think he Sorry, remembers man. that? Sorry, man. I, I Listen, I got a lot of people asking me to sign hats all the time, <laughs> so I'm really sorry. That's basically what he said at the time. He, <laughs> he said, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm here with my kids. I'm not trying to sign any autographs right now. So I'm uh, oh. just implying if he signs my hat or whatever, then he has to sign everybody's. Um, yeah. So he just didn't want to open himself up to that. He's a real big guy, so like very easy Hard to, to spot, very distinctive looking. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would ask him, and that is also the story of the encounter. So two birds, one wow. stone. Wow, okay. What do you know about Sinbad, or what did you learn in your research? Um, well, all I knew about Sinbad is that he was in a lot of like comedy movies in the 90s. 
Yeah. So he's one of those super memorable characters. He, and um, Yeah, I mean, he's uh, not a lot of people can just pull off the one name thing. Well, yeah. That's my question for him. Why Sinbad? What is that? <laughs> Please tell me the story. Because that's not his name. That's what I learned from Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. We got to look it up because I'm really oh, yeah. curious. His name is David Adkins. <laughs> that's like the most like usual name for someone then to name themselves Sinbad. And this says recently Sinbad suffered from a stroke that he's still recovering from. Oh, that's sad. That was in November of 2020. So That's really sad. Maybe I wouldn't give him a, a bad time about not signing my hat. So you were there watching this happen, yes? Yeah, I was How there with my dad and... What's that? How old? I was in junior high, so I was uh, 13 or 14. I see. And the NBA All-Star Game had come to Minneapolis, really excited about it. They also have NBA Jam Session, which is just like an NBA theme park, basically, that they set up with lots of activities and booths and uh, different interactive stuff. But Sinbad and other celebrities were just like there hanging out because mm-hmm. it was the place to be. And yeah, he had his kids cool. with him, like I said, and uh, there's a lot of activities for kids. And it is, I would say, like, at the time, he was massively famous. So he was probably getting a lot of, a lot of those asks. Yeah. So now, with the, well, okay, first, when you were in junior high and your dad was asking for you, what were your feelings? Were you disappointed? Yeah, I, I understand now. But at the time, I, I remember I was, I was interested in acting and, um, that it would be my dream to grow up and be a movie star. And I remember thinking at the time, if I'm ever a movie star, I will never say no to someone asking for an autograph. <laughs> you I <will> vowed. Sign, <laughs> yeah, I will sign everyone's autograph, no matter what. Line uh, out the door, down the block, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's, yeah. So it was, it was inspiring to me as a future uh, movie star. <laughs> Yeah, um, sounds like it. Knowing that I would be a better person and yeah. make time for all my fans. What not to do. So, yeah, I was uh, sad, and then I was like, oh, we bothered Sinbad. So then I felt kind of bad about that. That's interesting. So you had the awareness to know that this is a celebrity. He gets bothered a lot. Yeah, and uh, and then just the feeling of rejection in any situation isn't great. yeah. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to make this quick connection. It might be a little esoteric, but (laughs) this is a great example of a situation where he made a decision that was potentially better for him and his family and their enjoyment and like his like personal well-being. Yeah. But it was really not great for you and your dad. That's what I've been thinking about. Like, what is the answer? And like, what are we supposed to do when there's a decision that it's like not, it's not black and white. It's like... It's both. Literally both. It's good and bad at the same time. Uh, At this point, I side with Sinbad. Okay. Um, Well, that's good. That's good to know. What do you think? I I think I do, too. I think that everyone is on a journey of their own self-fulfillment and happiness. And anyone who's affected by those decisions needs to probably reconcile for themselves what it's stirring up for them. I don't know if a middle schooler is really equipped to do that, but it sounds like you did a little bit of it. <laughs> I mean, there's a way to do it. Sound, and it seems like he was fairly <clears throat> respectful. Yeah. I actually was talking to my therapist 
this week about just attachment styles and how like a form of uh I wish I had the vocabulary but like I do a lot of submitting to other people's requests like I'm pretty Mm -hmm. easygoing so I'll just be like okay we'll do that if that's what you want to do yeah and then eventually like at the moment and each individual instance doesn't seem like a big deal but once you add all those up you just start feeling like your life isn't yours Mm -hmm. and you're this robot just doing what everyone else wants to do and you have to start standing up for yourself. I'm assuming that's what Sinbad did in this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope uh, he doesn't feel bad about it. Well, and he's probably also, it's like, it's painful to say no to a dad and his child. Yeah. But I think you said it. He was also, he, he indicated that if like I sign one hat, that sets a precedent that I need to sign all the hats <laughs> that come. Yeah. And if you're a really big celebrity, which he was at the time, that's, yeah, that could be a lot. Just a lot. Yeah. Do you feel like people get autographs anymore or do they just get selfies? <laughs> yeah, selfies for sure. Like autographs are such a weird, like old-timey I, phenomenon. I feel now. like personally, I would never have the guts to go up to a celebrity and ask for anything. I just like, you know, jaw drop from afar. But um, <clears throat> That's why I relied on my dad. I, I would have been too scared to ask, <laughs> yeah. but my dad wasn't afraid of anybody. So mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, Sinbad! <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Sinbad might remember my dad. So a, a lot of random people will just remember my dad. Yes, I do know this so. about your dad. <laughs> there you go. I show him a picture and he might remember him. The lights turn on. He's like, oh my gosh, yes. And <laughs> Whatever then, happened to that guy? <laughs> this, well, this story, funny enough, kind of tracks with what I learned about him on Wikipedia earlier is that he kind of, he kind of does his own thing. He was in the military. He was in the Air Force. Did you know this? And don't talk about the military. Oh, no, we got to talk about the military tonight, Jack. <laughs> we have to talk about the military. They said, don't make the military look bad. I said, I did not make him wear bell bottoms. Don't blame me for that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. That's the only reason I didn't join the Navy. I was looking at the Air Force and the Navy. I said, them clothes. I've had bell bottoms. I can't go back and put them back on, man. I didn't know you could do this, but apparently he would just go AWOL, like frequently. He'd just leave. Hmm. And everyone was like, what's up with this? And he'd come back, of course, or they'd be like, hey, dude, you can't do that when you're in the Air Force. And he'd just come back and, and he'd be like, okay, cool, like, fine, whatever, I'm back. <laughs> And and they'd be like, well, shame on you. Like, try again. Try harder. Yeah. And he just kept leaving. He's my hero. I mean, eventually he was discharged. And it says that. <laughs> okay. that no, because I changed when I changed my name. The reason I changed my name to Sinbad was because I was going through, I got kicked out of the military. And I was going through some changes in my life. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself a name. Whenever somebody calls me that, it symbolizes what I wanted to be. And Sinbad, and all the Sinbad movies, Never had money, but he could hang with kings and queens. That's he could right. hang with the rogues. That's right. But he was always the baddest one, and he didn't die. People died for him, right. but he That's did right. not he die. die. <laughs> That's the guy I want to be, man. That's the name I picked. So boundaries, I guess, and just doing what he needs to do. I love that, and I'm striving for that in my role now. Good. In your work? Uh, my job, yeah, I want to... I guess I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, please do. Uh, Who is yours? Interviewer? E? Interviewee? <laughs> well, just as someone that is 
responsible for my employment. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just be like, uh, you know, to do as little work as possible, (laughs) (laughs) but still like, uh, be valuable. (laughs) This is great. You know, what's so funny is that (laughs) I have said this when I talk to other people who work with you, I'm like, here's what, here's the deal with Houch. We just need to let him do as minimal work as possible. And his minimal work will be like the work of 15 people. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just going to be the happiest ever. So I support you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, it like my idea of like minimal work would, yeah, it'd still be. It's probably like a decent amount of work. (laughs) Yes. And as far as like balancing, like some weeks I'll be super busy, but then on those not so busy weeks, I'll take a little more time to just not do anything, yeah. which I never did mm-hmm. uh, in like my 20s and 30s. Because it's a balance. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like your job, and to a certain extent my job a little bit too, is very, it's like intense, really intense. And then it makes the other weeks, like, I mean, <laughs> For all those listening who work with us, I like drove to Northern California from Southern California most of the day, which means I wasn't working, but I put in hours over the weekend. And so it's like in my mind, I'm like, this is fine. As long as the job gets done. I think that's the best attitude, to be honest. We're also recording this Friday at 4 p.m. (laughs) Keep that on the down low. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Everyone needs to take care of themselves. And this... Like doing this podcast uh, inspired me to get the other podcasts for work going and like figure out how to do podcasts and distribute podcasts. So now mm-hmm. our, we have some executives that do podcasts that are actually on our same like distribution account as Jessica interviews Matt mm-hmm. about celebrities he has encountered. So uh, everything you do has value. One of the things that you said to me that I think about a lot was when I won President's Club and I was like... Uh, for our listeners, it's a uh, big recognition <laughs> where you win. I want a trip to Italy for two, basically. and uh, Which he just got back from. Yeah. So it's a big prize and a lot of recognition. And I was like, I don't feel like I deserve this. And I don't work as hard as this person or this person. But then you said your value isn't determined by how hard you work. Yeah. And uh, so that was very inspiring, and uh, I think about it a lot. That's good. I agree with that. I fully do. So Sinbad might have been super valuable in the military. (laughs) There you go. And uh, just didn't need to work as hard as everyone else. It's kind of like uh, Dennis Rodman on the Bulls. Did you watch that, The Last Dance at all? Oh, gosh. I watched like half of it. It was great. I just, yeah. Yeah. Like he would just leave for Las Vegas some weekends, and there was like... What are you going to do? <laughs> He's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and then, and then I, like, no one else on the team could get away with it. Uh, but, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, and there's seasons, too. Like, there, I'm sure there's been, I'm a big believer that, like, there's times where you put in more effort. You build yourself up and your skills and your expertise. And then at some point, maybe you can coast a little bit. And then you develop more and then you coast you know like it's 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 all about the person and their internal fulfillment so personally I 
I'm glad you said that as someone who may or may not. I actually don't have a lot of control over your employment. Let's just be real. <laughs> but because um, he's proven his value to people who have way more power than me. <laughs> but um, I think I'm glad you said that because I want everyone, not just who I work with that works on my team, but I think across the board to feel the autonomy to do what they need to do, to feel, like I said before, like we're all on a journey for life fulfillment and work is a huge part of that. So yeah, whether that's, I mean, for some people I've just realized like they just really enjoy the work. And so they do a lot of work (laughs) and that, and I would put myself in that category a lot of the time. I just truly enjoy it. It brings me fulfillment. And so I work extra hard. Yeah. And the projects that I do get really excited about, I do work extra hard on and, you know, I'll stay up, you know, through the night working on them and really fine tuning. But yeah, there's a lot of projects now where I'm just like, we don't need to get too crazy with all the work, Mm -hmm. but yeah, in my mid twenties, I was working like 70 to 80 hour weeks, at least like not including travel. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like I did hone my skills to a crazy degree where I can just get everything done that I need to super fast now. Yeah. Smarter, not harder. Yeah. Where does your fulfillment come from with the work that you do? I, well, I'm on a, I'm on a big kick because we're going to be doing this leadership training that is very soft skills based. Mm -hmm. So I'm on a big kick of thinking about how I can be the best leader that I possibly can be, which is a very, very difficult job, (laughs) like really hard. Um, to really do a good job at it. I have some natural abilities that help as foundations, but because um, we're having issues with like this intense environment and um, leaders are not being the best leaders that they possibly could, can be, I think. So we're taking a pause and giving them the intense time to build some really sol- solid foundational skills like empathy and self-awareness and self-regulation you're trying to bring the human aspect out of Mm -hmm. the work life of people and uh make them better people yeah i mean i i think the best way to be a good leader is to be a great person i feel like i'm on i'm usually on a constant trajectory of growth i really enjoy growing and i like stretching myself but like this is like this feels like a big step it's like i look at a leader of, of an organization some of our leaders have organizations that are like hundreds of people. It's like, what? How do you how do you do that effectively? That seems impossible to me. And your scope of influence, but like I think I really do think those people have a great opportunity and I I'm I'm just I'm passionate about thinking right now in this moment about how to do that really well. Isn't it weird to think that someday you will be most likely in a position where you have 200 people underneath you. (laughs) I don't know if I want that, but I definitely am pondering it, you know, like how to do that well. But that's that were to happen. That's probably what will happen, though, at this trajectory, don't you think? Well, the global global corporation that we work for is growing fast, so I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. That, That seems very daunting and very intimidating right now. Yeah, but like, why isn't it daunting to other people? It's a personal thing. It's also a choice. I mean, you and I have talked about this before, too. And I feel like at this current point in time, maybe not in the future, but you're like, I don't know if I really want to manage people. 
Is that right? I, I definitely don't. I, have, <laughs> okay. I mean, I have managed people in the past and I do not like it. What I'm realizing, though, is that there's a lot of leaders. I would put myself in the category um, of this, of like feeling like, oh, yeah, I could do it. And then you don't properly develop yourself and really invest in becoming a great leader mm-hmm. at every step. I would have loved to be the leader where I'm at maybe like five years ago, but there's no way in heck I would have been ready for that. Like I just, there's something about the process. I see a lot of leaders in our organization that are doing that. And that's really the point of this, this training is like, let's all do that. Let's be intentional about that. I think that's great. I just, I've always felt like leaders are born and... Like there is a way to become a a better leader, but I think the best leaders are just natural leaders and just inspire Mm -hmm. people naturally and don't read books about being a leader and take classes (laughs) about being a leader. It's like if you're doing that, you're not a good leader. Wow, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I think I really do believe that there's, there's natural skills and passions. But I also believe that, like all things, like if you're passionate about it, if you want to get good at it, you can be a good leader. Like you can learn how to be a good leader, I think, yeah. personally. My leader, Rachel, recently had us take the Strengths Finder test. Mm-hmm. And there was one of the questions you're supposed to... Do you, can you explain it better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken it yet. Okay, so you, uh, it gives you like two phrases... Oh, right. And then yep. you say, I strongly agree with this, or I strongly agree with this one. Or you can be pick. neutral in the middle, or you can like lean towards either one of them. Um, it's on a spectrum between these two things that aren't necessarily opposites. They mm-hmm. give you like 20 seconds to answer each question, and you just are supposed to go with your gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it skips the question, which I found out <laughs> when I was overthinking a couple of them. <laughs> uh, but one of them was, on one hand, it was, I am... A leader and then on the other hand it said I'm a high achiever and I was like strongly agree I am a high achiever mm-hmm. I think I used to think because I was a high achiever that I was a good leader and so I would be like the president of everything in high school mm-hmm. but I just wasn't a good leader uh, I was just like a good role model and then I have been like a supervisor of people over time and I'm just I'm not not good at it that's really interesting that's opening up for me there's a difference like for me i see you as a leader role model may be a better way of describing it but like you going back to your president's club award um one of the big reasons for our viewers (laughs) how already knows this is that he like sets an example that like is a leader in a positive culture not just on our team individually but like the entire go-to-market function and so I'm just realizing that there's different types of leaders. I think you're a leader, but I also, it, on that spectrum, probably overachiever is like the right choice. Okay. I think. Doesn't yeah, mean you're I just, not a leader. Uh, I think, I don't like the managing part where people ask for time off or, uh, <laughs> or like where you need to ask for someone to like go the extra mile. I think because I'm a person that, just gets the job done no matter what Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to manage people that aren't like don't have the same mindset as me where I would have to like really push them to be like we need to get this done Mm -hmm. and then I just feel bad right well and you have a different view of how it is it should be done than them 
That's what I'm struggling with now is that question. How do I get someone to succeeding even though my definition of how they might get there is a little different than theirs? And is it okay for me to let go of that and just let them do their thing but still, you know, there's a way that I would do it. (laughs) And I have to, that's the most challenging part is like letting go of that and just letting them do it and making sure that they're achieving, right? Yeah, I think I could easily lead a bunch of people that were exactly like me. Yeah, uh-huh. But, um, yeah, different personalities and different work ethics and stuff would be... Is, it was has been hard for me. <clears throat> and there's where the passion comes in. Like, I don't love that part of the job, but I do. I think we, we got down this rabbit tangent <laughs> because you asked the question, what am I particularly excited about in my work right now? I'm excited. I'm excited to grow in that and to level up in. It's like the coach aspect of things. Yeah, I think that does sound really exciting, and it's cool that we can both, probably both of us, aren't incredibly passionate about cloud security. <laughs> but... Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, I'll speak. I won't speak for Jessica. She loves cloud security um, and tech. She's just a tech freak. <laughs> freak. Absolute freak. Uh, but we've both been able to find niches within this global corporation where we can do what we're passionate about. I basically feel like I'm making funny videos with my friends <laughs> most of the time. And that like makes no sense that I would be able to do that. And then you're running leadership trainings and working, developing people's empathy skills. And like yeah. you wouldn't think about that in uh, a sales organization. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, I guess it makes me feel very grateful. Yeah, but that's bringing it full circle about living life to the fullest is dependent on every person's journey. I feel really lucky to be in a place where I feel like I am living a very purposeful and full life, especially in my work. It's great. And I hope, yeah, I hope you do too. It sounds like you do. And everyone on the team as well who may be listening, and ev- all, all the people who are listening. Everyone out <laughs> What's there. What's the goal? Be Simbad. Yeah, be like Simbad. Do what you need to do. Go AWOL if you need to go AWOL. Spend time with your kids. Don't waste time on autographs. Don't sign stupid junior hires autographs. Because the fame is, gonna, is fleeting, and someday you're just going to have a stroke. And uh, <laughs> I'll cut that <laughs> So part. sad. Be yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's been, you know what? Life is short. Life is short, man. You got to enjoy this trip because it'll be over with before you know it. And more, none of this was worth it, man. There's, there's a poem. They say, in the end, people won't remember how many bank accounts you had, how many houses you owned, how many cars you drove, but you might make the difference in the life of a child. So the most important thing, man, is try to do something right, set good examples. Ain't nothing wrong. Hug somebody. Go ahead and hug somebody. Go hug somebody. Ain't nothing wrong with hugging nobody. So you would love managing people who are just like you. Which would involve no management. (laughs) Which would be literally like, good job. (laughs) My favorite managers are the ones that I've had recently where it's just like, we know what you can do, so go do do it. And there's no like checking in and it's just like, I'm just doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if there's somebody that is working for me that I never have to check in on mm-hmm. and just turns in work that's really great work. 
up to par, then that w- then I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could be in charge of that person. For the record, yeah, you're pretty much a dream to manage for that very reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there was a moment that I had in in a planning meeting earlier today where we were talking about this leadership training. Um, So we're wired, apparently this is very natural for all humans, we're wired to have a harder time having empathy for people who aren't like us. Shocker. Yeah. (laughs) And but like specifically when it comes to things like like you know quote unquote tribal things like different nationalities different religions different but even it to me it got into different like just ways of operating like what you're talking about so that was the aha moment for me because I also have a really hard time managing people that are not like me but it was the invitation to as a leader find empathy or like practice building empathy for those people that don't think like me at all. <laughs> yeah. But I still can do that. I can still practice empathy and see them as people that experience the same things that I experience. They just on the surface don't think like I I do. So that, yeah. was, that was a good moment for me earlier today, just today. So it was like a leadership training. It was a planning meeting for the leadership training that's happening. That's the other thing about being a leader is you just have to have all these meetings. <clears throat> yeah. Like Kyle now is just like, oh, I barely got any editing done recently because I'm just in meetings all the time now that I'm a manager. Yeah. And I feel like when I was a camp counselor, like the managers of the camp counselors never had any fun. They just like stayed on site all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they made more money, but they didn't get to go to the water parks. They didn't get to go to the theme parks. They mm-hmm. didn't get to do anything. I've learned that although it's a really fun and rewarding job, if you want to do it, it's also very lonely sometimes yeah. because you you have to like not have the fun sometimes. And to think of somebody like our CEO, if he really wanted to let loose or something at a party, he can't do that. He can't do it. I, I mean, know. I can't really imagine him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. I think about that a lot and I think that Obviously, there's trust and there's culture and like, I want to be the type of leader that's just like myself. So if that means I'm letting loose a little bit, as long as it's appropriate, like, that's fine. But that's obviously like with the trust, trusted environment, right? And I feel like you can build that, which is good. Yeah. But no, I think it's it's more lonely in that like, you have a, you gain this like really different view of everything because you have like a you have to like you have to zoom out into the 30,000 whatever is that even high I don't even 30,000 feet yeah <laughs> is, that, is that high that's a classic uh, <laughs> that's flight 30,000 30, height right okay so you have to gain that view in order to really be effective and people who are doing the job don't have the view and so it's oftentimes really difficult to connect the dots but then there's all these people who have different views than you. And you're like, how do I get them all to see my view? But their job is not to see my view. So it, that's the lonely part is like you're trying to connect, but you're seeing it from a different perspective. There's less of an ability or, I guess, space to just process. That's Okay, that's the thing is that when you're a leader, I feel like maybe this is just about me. Like I hold myself to the standard like I have to have it figured out. And I don't always. And that's the lonely part. Because I'm like, oh, I just really wish that I could just like not have it figured out. And it, it didn't really 
depend on me. And that's, yeah, and I, that's what I enjoy about my role is that... <laughs> you can always be like, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> I think I literally said this to Hira at one of the shoots where she was like kind of stressing about something. And I was like, we're not responsible for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Like if we just don't do it, someone else will. And, uh, and then, then that's That sounds like a very Sinbad way of thinking. <laughs> A lot of people been uh, wondering where Sinbad's been. Some of y'all thought I was dead. And you Twittered and you texted without even asking nobody. Just passed a lie around the world. Y'all read in the paper, y'all seen on the news about the tax problems I ain't trying to hide. Sometimes you owe money and you got to go undercover deep, 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 deep. But I'm gonna say this, I ain't hiding no more. I went to my spiritual advisor, Prince. Yes, the church of the royal badness. As I put my tithe in the plate, I said, Prince, what should I do? Boy, play the drum and play them loud. Jessica Carlson, do you think Sinbad is on Cameo.com? I have thought about this. I've pondered it for a while. My answer is yes. Even though I told you he's recovering from a stroke that he suffered in 2020? Oh, dang it. I didn't realize. That was a new... Yeah, I didn't take that into consideration. He is on Cameo currently, and he has a 24-hour delivery time. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it says uh, Sinbad is currently not taking any bookings at this moment. Okay, but he was. Notify me. He has 616 reviews. Yeah, okay. So he does... uh, He's done a lot of them. Hey, what's up? This is Sinbad. You're no comedian, uh, bus driver, hang glider. Hey, if you want to do something, book me to say happy birthday to somebody online or happy new year or whatever. Go to cameo.com and book me. I'm here, ready to get some shout outs. <laughs> Luckily, we uh, he's recovered from his stroke and he's doing five-star cameos left okay. and right, but well, just not uh, available right now. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send in a cameo request and I'm going to say, hey, why didn't you sign the hat of my friend, the middle schooler? <laughs> yeah. Well, like uh, you could make him do an apology. <laughs> that cameo. would be hilarious. That would really be. I'm going to sign up for the notify me when available. Oh, that would be so good. That would round out the podcast. This might be our best one yet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, hey, uh, have you stopped recording yet? No. I just want to say if, you know, since we're a podcast, a lot of podcasts will say, hey, go give us a rating and review uh, on Apple iTunes podcasts. So, like and subscribe. So that'd be great. Uh, smash the like button. <laughs> and, yeah, smash that like button. And uh, if you have any feedback... Like, we're pretty available. As I announced earlier in the show, I don't do much with my job. So (laughs) if if you want to reach out to me uh, and say, like, oh, I really like this insight, or, like, oh, I think you're an idiot for saying this, then feel free. Um, Also, topics. Really would love topics to cover. Yeah, so we... Cannot ever promise we'll get to them, but... (laughs) Food for thought is always great. Yeah. There's definitely, like, the amount of listeners we have is more than just our friends and family. So if you're, like, a random person out there 
and you're connecting with our podcast and you're listening to all the episodes and you want to reach out, like, please feel free to say hi. I yes, would love that. Absolutely. I don't know about Jessica. She's, uh, she's really busy. She's I mean, a high powered executive. For it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to, I want it to. Um, so thanks for listening and, uh, go be like Sinbad. <laughs> What would Simbad do? If I couldn't buy no diamond rings, still wanna be me. If I wasn't a celebrity, yeah. Simbad, where can everybody follow your movements and find you on um, social media on or social whatever? Simbad, Simbad, bad. It's most of the stuff, and on Facebook it's just Simbad. So I want everybody again. And check out my TikTok. Oh, my you TikTok. have a TikTok? No, but I want them to look for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> look, look, for, look for Simbad on TikTok.